The following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. Three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Ashante is in the building. How are you doing tonight, Ashante? I'm good. I'm feeling good. I just want to apologize for, for messing up on your name. For the folks who didn't see it, the, the first time I just crashed and burned. But thank you for giving me another chance. Um, I appreciate you making time for this interview. Um, how are you feeling? You feeling good about it? You feeling nervous? Or what's your perspective on it? I'm a little in between. Um, I'm usually someone that interviews people. So this is new for me to be interviewed. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, do you have your own podcast or do you just interview people for for like journalistic? Was yeah, that? I, I was. I studied journalism. Oh, snap. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, do you mind me asking like what your dream is in journalism? Are you trying to start your own publication or anything else? Well, I also realized that I don't want to be a journalist while I was studying journalism, but I did want to be a foreign correspondent, um, so like a global journalist and go around the world. But no, I kind of just don't think that's on the path no more, but I still feel like I could do travel writing, which is pretty sick to me too. Yeah, get paid to, to you know, travel the world. I think that's that's a lot of people's dreams out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but before, I want to ask you more about your, you know, journalistic inspiration. But before we get there, I want to let the folks out there know the flow of the show. We do some intro questions just to set the tone. Then we'll jump into some icebreakers. After that, we'll get into the main meet where we go to the Wheel of Fate, spin the wheel, and let it guide our conversation. And then after that, we'll finish out with some closeout questions. Sound good to you? All right. Well, my very first question for you is, how have you been? I know it's been a crazy couple of years for everybody. Uh, you've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been lately? I've been okay. I've been in a really long transition period because I just graduated college um, last year. And I also got back from traveling the world for six months. So I was living in Denmark for six months. So that was a whole thing. And I was moving a lot. And I'm still moving a lot. So I just relocated again after coming back from Denmark. So, it's, yeah, it's just been a lot of movement. Oh, and that you, can be stressful. Yeah. Do you foresee yourself continuing the movement or are you, you trying to settle, find a place to settle for a little bit? I'm trying to chill. <laughs> I'm trying to chill for now. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, Denmark is a is a. Like, I, I don't know, for, for you, how, what brought you out there? Journalism. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to study abroad uh, before I graduated college. So I extended my college career to study abroad. And I thought, you know, it'd be nice to graduate and also be done with an international program at the same time. But it turns out that's a lot of post things you have to deal with. Oh, for real? Like, yeah, like you know, post-grad depression, post-trip depression. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize, like, when I was done with the trip that I would feel so much excess emotion after being gone. Because you get attached to a place when you're there for a while. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, may I ask, like, when... So you go to Denmark. How long did it take you to... Uh, before you start feeling like, oh, I, 
I'm a, a local here or like I know where things are and I'm doing I know what I'm doing <laughs> I started to feel that way uh, maybe like three months in three months in gotcha gotcha yeah. what would you say was your favorite part of that experience just being able to also travel other parts of Europe too because Denmark is pretty close to every other part so I was able to go to Croatia Barcelona and also Poland so that was pretty cool that's what's up that's what's up uh, what's your next desti- destination I know you're saying you're trying to settle but like you know for vacation wise where would you like to go um, I'm actually going somewhere for my birthday which is March 4th so it's coming up for sure I'm um, going to Washington, Washington State uh, that's where I'm from. Oh, I'm visiting my brother. Yeah. That's what's up. That's uh, happy early birthday then. In that case, <laughs> this will probably be released around the same time as your birthday. So hopefully, I can get it to you uh, on the day of for sure. <laughs> okay. Um. So you you're from Washington State, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the only place you've ever lived, or have you been able to you know live in various places? I've moved. So I lived in Washington State for 15 years. And then I moved to Sacramento um, with my family. And then I moved to San Francisco for college. And then the pandemic took me back. (laughs) Then I lived in Sacramento again. And now I live in Oakland. Got you. Got you. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't... The way I've, I found you to, to come onto the show was through, I think I followed a musician in, in the Bay Area and then from, from the related people, you know how it always pops up as far as related people. Yeah. Your, yours pop up and, um, you know, I think it's because you're, you're from this area or at least the algorithm that, uh, you know, you maybe you're connected to, to the musical act. Um, but are you pretty active as far as like the music scene out here or not, not so much? Yeah. Actually, yeah, I'm also a singer. Um, I haven't dropped anything recently, but I'm a singer. That's what's um, up. Yeah, poet. I think people know me more so out here for my poetry. For sure. Do you have a pen name or do you just go by your, your regular name? Um, my pen name is Angel Ash. Angel Ash? Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's that's great. It leads on to my, my second question in the warm up, and that is what would you like the audience to know about you? that maybe you haven't already mentioned? I'd like the audience to know that I'm a healer. So my main niche is spirituality, but right now I'm just kind of closed with my practices. Mm. But that's something I'm passionate about is healing community and healing myself. Gotcha. So that's why I was very honored to be in this podcast because I like your um, mission statement. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's all about spirituality. Um, you know, for me at least, it's... It's trying to, to get us closer to the spirits in the future as, as well as, you know, just trying to honor at least my ancestors. That's why I've, I've kind of created this platform was to I felt like I had that missing connection with them. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, we could have that connection with our descendants. Um, but yeah, well, I'll definitely dig into your spirituality a little bit later in the interview. Um, follow up question is what is the biggest misconception about you, would you say? Um, I would say that some people find me like intimidating or you know as really blunt, harsh person, but that's because I'm very honest <laughs> and I try not to hide that because I think it's important to be honest and just directly communicate whatever you're feeling. So if I'm not feeling like I want to be best friends with somebody, I'm just going to not do that. So I think sometimes people can take that the wrong way. 
For sure, for sure. You know, um, I think it's a very admirable trait. Like for me, that's something I'm working on is trying to be more more honest because in my head I'm an overthinker and so like when something comes up I'm trying to find the nicest way I can say something instead of just like just spitting it out um so definitely admire the fact that you can you can do that <laughs> uh, do you think that's something that you've always had or something that you kind of grew into as you got older no it's something I have to work on still to this day because I'm a people pleaser or try not to be that no more <laughs> so <laughs> I just realized that didn't benefit me in any way. So I was like, no, I should just be honest with everybody involved, including myself. I got you. I got you. I got to keep that in mind. And yes, like I, I know the struggle of a people pleaser for all the folks out there. You you know how it is. <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a struggle, and I don't know. I, I think we all get to a certain point where the pressure or. Um, just our own self-awareness is kind of it becomes that negative you know and you kind of just gotta let it go and be be real with people uh but yeah thank you for sharing my third question for you in the warm-up is if i were to do something in your honor a way to express the energy you possess what could i do you could um Maybe dance or sing or just move, move your body, move your spirit around and share it with others. So energetically connect with everything around you. That would honor me. Sure. I gotcha. Now we know. Now we know. And um, how would you like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as someone that's touched arts someone that's motivated people to keep going if they're going through things just inspire others i want to be remembered for inspiring people to do what they want in this life i feel that i feel that uh and my last question for you in the warm-up is on a scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself um i would say about seven seven for sure do you mind if i ask how you got to that number I feel like seven is a very medium number because I feel like you can't all the way know yourself, but if you practice every day and reflect every day as I do, I would like to say I know myself a little bit. So I would give myself a medium rank, but I don't think there's an angle. I don't think you can know yourself to the 10 because you change every day. I hear you. Uh, what would you say is the last time you surprised yourself? Um, Today, actually. Today. <laughs> I was going to say like a little judgy comment to my partner mm. about something. And then I thought in my head and I was like, you don't need to say that. Like you don't need to say that. You can just keep that to yourself. I got and you. I felt better about that. Cause I was like, why was I even judging in the first place when I do things like this all the time? Honestly, that was so good. That was a good catch. That was a good catch. I know I, I do that all the time. Um, you know, it's it's like we can't stop our judgments, but we can, you know, be aware of them and like realize, oh, maybe I shouldn't or maybe I shouldn't continue to dwell on this thought. Um, but yeah, yeah, that that's a great catch then. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to move on to some of the icebreakers. But before we head there, just want to... Um, remind everybody if you're liking the content enjoying the show please like subscribe and share Ooh, it's always hard for me to say those words <laughs> it just sounds so cringy to me 
But uh, moving on to the icebreakers, uh, this next part is going to be an agree or disagree. There's just some statements that I have that I haven't, um, you know, really figured out for myself yet. So I want to see if you can convince me either way with uh, what, what your thoughts are on it. The first statement is people are ultimately good. Do you agree or disagree? Agree. Well, why so? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I agree because when you're born, you get that first seven years to learn everything. So if you also, also too, let me just <laughs> go into what I was saying backwards a little bit. Um, there's no such thing as good or, good or bad. That's how I feel. There's no such thing as good or bad. Um, and I think to put it in a binary like that is very limited. Mm. And I do think will change all the time. So to say that someone is always good or always bad is a little extreme to me. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, people have the ability to change. And that's the main thing that everyone should know. I got you. I got you. That's a good way to put it. Maybe I should stop talking in uh, definitive statements like that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I do also agree that people can change. Um, I know it's it's a hard process sometimes, but I do think yeah. if peop- someone's like really looking for personal change, they can um, for sure. And my second statement for you is happiness is the most important thing. Agree or disagree? Uh, disagree. Mm, okay. Uh, what would you say <laughs> is the most important thing then? Um, the most important thing is just being present being present in yourself um, and where you are and trying not to think in the past or the future. If you're being in the present moment, that's like, that's, I think, experiencing the totality of life. Mm. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Or, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, um, for, for things like being present in, in like, a, a bad place, you know, how, for me, you, I don't know if you've ever heard that saying that, like, pain real real pain lasts for like nine minutes and anything after that is self-inflicted um yeah so how 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 long could i stay in a bad place because sometimes i'll be real with you I, I i let myself be in that place for maybe a month maybe two maybe a year um but yeah before i can finally move on but any tips for for folks that might be be struggling with that you have to just get yourself moving like and that's hard for me to say, too, because when you get in that stuck mindset, it's easy to be physically stuck. So to stay in your bed, to do the bare minimum. But you have to know that if I'm moving, no matter where I'm going, then I'm doing something for my body, for my mind, and for myself. But it is hard to get out of that stuck place because there's so many ways to make yourself stuck and to sink. You can definitely dig holes. You can dig holes and lay in them. but it's a matter of, you know, am I going to take any action to do anything? And that can be good or bad. But I think you have to feel the stuff. You have to feel it as long as you need to. And then allow yourself to take action. Just continue to move no matter what it is. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, my, my whole goal for at least last year, I, th- I would say I was stuck for like 10 years. And my whole goal last year was just to stay consistent um, with with my movement. You know, even if it's just a step a day or whatever, that was definitely the goal was was just 
gotta do something. <laughs> um, and then my last statement for you is there is no try, just do. Agree or disagree? I agree. Yeah. Just doing, yeah. Yeah. And I also think trying and doing goes hand in hand. Mm. Can you uh, elaborate? Because I know for me, right, like personally for me, you know, people can say, oh, I'm a podcaster. I'm doing the podcast. But from in, in my view, I feel like I'm just I'm still just trying, you know, I'm trying to do the best I can with it. I don't feel like I'm there yet. So you're saying try and do are, are related. How, how, how would you elaborate on that? It seems to be trying just seems to be almost a weaker word because it's um, if you're trying to do something, you are still doing it. <laughs> so it's just, you know, stepping into that confidence of, yeah, I'm doing this thing and I'm trying my best at it. So you need to put the try afterwards instead of before. I got you. I got you. I'm going to try to keep that in mind. It's a, it's a tough one for me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're going to move on to the next icebreaker, which is a word association. So I'm going to just throw words at you. Give me the first thought. It could be a word. It could be a sentence around the word for you. And I'm going to pull up a countdown. So don't be intimidated, but you have 34 seconds to answer as many as you can. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> This is uh the record is nine. So but you know, take your time with them. Go with what feels natural. And here we go. Three, two, one. Your first word is love. Love is who I am. Happiness. Happiness is not a destination. Art. Art is the only way to um to get anything going in any movement, so cultural movements, um, historical movements, art, yeah, art is the movement. I've, you probably heard that saying before, I don't know, but I do agree with that. And your last one is knowledge. Knowledge is power. Favorite. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, you said art was movement. Um, so you said I, I might have heard that. I haven't heard that statement before, but how, how did you come to that? Or, you know, what introduced you to that idea? Um, so art, um, to me, is the one thing that brings everyone in the world together. So no matter whatever differences anyone has, art is the one thing that brings everyone together and everyone moving. And since it's Black History Month, I'll talk about the Harlem Renaissance. That was a huge part in the civil rights movement, like a very huge part in it. And art also just touches people in a way that can tap into all your senses. So yeah, that's definitely moving. Like, it's, I, I don't know, I love art. <laughs> I love art. <laughs> I know you said you. <laughs> when when did you? <laughs> when did you first discover art for you, or like that? You know, you had that attachment to it. Um, I would say when I was in fourth grade. Um, we had to share a talent of ours randomly and I just decided to share a poem and it was the first poem I ever wrote and I was just like okay I'm gonna try this see if anyone likes it because no one was doing that in fourth grade everyone else like brought something or read a part of their favorite book you know and I was like let me, let me do this and I remember doing it and then after it was just like a pause and no one was saying anything and then this one kid was like, wow, that was pretty good for a fourth grader. 
laughing, laughing, and I was like, you know what? I like this. I'm gonna keep writing poetry. One of your and classmates said that, like, just hella random. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why? Because you're in fourth grade too. Like, <laughs> what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, ever since then, I was just like, I'm gonna think about poetry more, and I'm gonna think about singing and dancing and everything that goes hand in hand with words. So words was the my first um, art form I fell in love with. But like visual stuff too, it was a little later when I started understanding visual art more. I got you. And you kind of mentioned that you slowed down on your music. Uh, I can definitely relate to that. My first goal was to be a rapper and I could never find that consistency with it. Um, yeah, so for you, like, do you feel, I don't know, I had to move on from it. I, I turned 27, I wasn't getting anywhere. And my parents had that conversation with me, like, what are you gonna do with your life? Uh, so I had to pivot, but I think you still got a chance. Um, do you feel like you're gonna get back to it? Or yeah, where's where's that spark for you right now as far as singing goes and music? I'm absolutely gonna get back to music. Um, actually, a friend of mine just dropped an EP, and I was like, you know what? I like this. I'm glad you're doing it because the whole thing with me is I just don't know how to finish. Things. Don't know how to finish projects musically, and I'm also so attached to music because it's very vulnerable for me. So I feel like I have to hoard so many things because I'm like scared to show people this side of me. But I know it's important, and I know it's part of. Um, healing not just for me but for everybody so people need to hear what I have to say it's true and I always have these little like random people just be like oh when are you gonna make music again and I haven't dropped anything since like 2018 2019 something like that and people are still like oh when are you gonna you're gonna make something and it'll be people I'm not even close to that are still thinking about this song that I made a long time ago. So I was like, you know what? I had to just put my doubt aside and actually go with this because there's people coming back into my life, people I'm seeing that are inspiring me every day and reminding me that, yeah, this is something in my path that I should pursue if I want to be on my healing journey, be on my community healing journey, because music is extremely healing. For sure, for sure. Honestly, that's why I... I was into it um and i think an, another part of it like i wanted to be a rapper but didn't really have a firm idea of what i had to become to be one um and i used i used rap and hip-hop as poetry you know like i was always writing about my story and i think that's what also got me to move away from it a little bit is that my story was pretty re repetitive i told you i was stuck for 10 years and yeah every song it just felt like the same song you know uh you know me messing up me wanting to make it uh and me just chilling <laughs> it was it was like those three <laughs> songs over and over again uh so i had to i wanted to do a, l a little more living before i can get back and you know maybe write a different story you feel me uh, but yeah for sure i, I want to uh, encourage you to go ahead and do it uh if you got that kind of reception and that audience already like begging you to come back you should definitely yeah. <laughs> you should definitely step into it one more time um also too i think you know you mentioned just being stuck and writing the same song over and over again i think a part of my journey with music was that i needed that time to go and experience more and just take some time off to grab some more stories so i have something to tell 
so it was like hermit mode but just being quiet about the things I was doing and really immersing myself in experience that has allowed me to write better so going back reassessing your stories and writing and really writing instead of thinking about okay who's gonna hear this who do I want to hear this blah blah blah. think about what you want to hear so that's been my process I've been like but I want to know what I like to listen to. I don't care what anyone else likes to listen to. I'll find my sound that's good to me, that's healing for me. And then if it touches somebody, feel even better. That's been the process. I feel you. I feel you. Um, I, I do want to ask you, and I'm kind of against making comparisons, but is there any artist that you feel like you could be friends with? You know, like, oh, that, that person got the songs, got the sound that we could be best friends, yo. Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, there is somebody that I actually, I don't know her, know her, but I have met her before. Her name is Camilla. Um, she's from SAC. She's an up and coming, like, R&B artist, kind of jazz, soul type vibe. And she's a lyricist. Her lyrics are really good, like, extremely good. And it reminds me of myself. But sometimes I'm like, damn. Like, did I have an idea earlier? She just did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, I definitely feel like that's somebody that inspires me because that's someone that's in close proximity to. So I'm like, oh, I need to figure out what I want to do because I can see this being done. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I definitely. I don't know if you get those chills anytime you hear a song and then there's some like lyric that just hits you the right way and you're just like, I could have said that. I could have wrote that. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, what? Give me that name one more time. Camilla Covington. Camilla Covington. All right, for sure. Thanks for putting putting us on. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we made it to the main portion where I'm going to bring out the wheel right now, <laughs> and uh, you, you'll see it pop up on your screen at the bottom. Uh, you, you see it fine on your end. Yeah, it's just like kind of hidden a little bit. It's a little small, but uh, I trust me. When the 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 video releases, it's gonna it's gonna look good. <laughs> um, but here we go with the first spin. And like I said, if there's any question that feels too deep or personal, feel free to pass. There's always like a easier version of the number. <laughs> uh, so yeah. your first number is thirty one, and the question is, how high are your walls? Hmm. They are pretty high right now. They are mm. pretty high. Is there, um, what would you say could, you know, if you're meeting new folks, what allows you to bring them down a little bit? Like, when, when do you start feeling like this could be a safe place and I can be you know, a little more of myself? You know what I mean? When I notice someone showing genuine interest in leading the conversation as I'm doing the same. Like, I don't like when I'm with somebody and I just feel like a placeholder. Like, I hear someone like yakking, yakking, yakking about my about themselves or just like, and I didn't ask, you know what I mean? I want to be with someone who's present in the conversation. And if I'm with someone that's present in the conversation, then I feel completely safe. But it's always a red to me when someone's like yakking, yakking, yakking and just like giving all their business and never like asking like, oh, like, how are you doing? Because mm. I don't want to be a dumpster for nobody. Like, that's been happening too much. <laughs> so, yeah, I 
think as long as I recognize that this person is being present and I'm being present, then I will feel safe having a conversation. I got you. Got you. Uh, why, out of your life experience, what percentage of people would you say have walls versus don't? Because I think there are, there's that small percentage of people that don't and they can come off eccentric and crazy. <laughs> but yeah, for you, in your experience, how many people have had walls? Um, so I will say maybe around like 30, 40% people have walls with me. Only because for some reason, you know how some people have like a friendly face? Like, I think that's me because people always come up to me no matter where I am in the world always come up share their business whatever they need to do whatever they need to get off their chest so I'm like that's a little free that sounds crazy to just <laughs> go up to a stranger and tell them everything but I think it's because of that intuitive sense that um, they know that I'm like an empathetic person mm. which I am a lot of people will tell me their business and I've known them for three days so that's just that's my experience yeah I will say a lot of people don't really have their wallet with me because sometimes I come up very non threatening uh, a happy looking face like in real life. I don't know, it's like on the internet right now. <laughs> 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 it's hard it's it's harder to tell on the internet. But yeah, in, in person, I think you could definitely feel the vibe and energy of a person a lot easier. Um uh, but that's what's up. Thirty to forty percent I think is a is a lower number than I, I feel like a, some of my guests have mentioned. Um maybe because they they themselves have their walls so up that, you know, it's hard for two people to kind of bring them down. Um but yeah, as someone that's empathetic, I'm sure like people have felt that comfortability a lot quicker and was like, you know what, you know, even if it is a total stranger, like this person's not going to, you know, judge me or say some some shit to me, you know. Um, so for sure. And my last follow up to this is why do you think we build walls in the first place? Like, where does that start? Because I feel like when we're kids, those walls aren't there. And then all of a sudden something just clicks and yeah, go ahead. What are your thoughts on that? Definitely protection. So I was just thinking about this today, actually. about people pleasing. Yeah, the hard time with that. And I was like, where did people pleasing? Where did we start doing? And I was like, you know what? It has to be because somewhere along the line, our parent or somebody, um, we are being direct with our parents saying, no, don't talk to me like this or like don't don't do this certain thing I don't like this and then our parent had a bad reaction to it so got mad or something or we got punished for you know our honesty or saying we don't like something because that's translated into disrespect in most cultures and I think that's where the people pleasing comes from not wanting that negative reaction to whatever emotion you're feeling your true emotion for sure for sure that's some like sometimes some deep-rooted traumas that a lot of people pleasers i think do have and you made me realize that's that must have happened to me super early because i can't remember a time when i wasn't people pleasing you know (laughs) but uh yeah yeah that's a trip that's a trip um for sure i'm gonna give the wheel another spin got number 22 and this question is, how much of yourself is genetics versus influence? Like, you know, how much would you say came from your your family versus the your environment, you know? 
question. Feel free to pass. Feel free to pass if you if you're not feeling it. It's all good. I'm not sure if I can articulate it well, but I'm gonna try it. So I think, um, in terms of family, my family specifically, we are all very different in how we turned out. So I'll say my oldest brother is kind of normal. My middle brother, he's he's off his shit like me. So we're both different, but we weren't always. We were all trying to be normal, like my oldest brother. But, um, yeah, I would say uh, the environment that I was in tried to shape me, but it didn't because of my household. Um, I told you I live in Washington, which means predominantly white area. And that is a violent area for a young black woman. It's facts. Like, it's violent because it was not knowing what microaggressions were and not being able to process things feeling like I'm ugly I'm not I'm just black and people are racist and that was the whole thing you know like so I couldn't let that environment shape me actually I had to unlearn a lot of things so that's when the household came into play so I would go home and learn about black people black things what happened in this era as opposed to going to school and learning about Christopher Columbus and the bullshit everyone everyone debunked that already in 2020 so it's just like that was the process of me hearing this in my house then going to school learning something completely different then coming to my own conclusion if I didn't believe either place so I wouldn't even say like the house really really shaped me it only prepared me Mm. to be in this environment that I had an illusion of because I wasn't actually learning real things until I started learning them from myself. Even in college, still unlearning. Right after K through 12, I went into college and started unlearning everything from K K through 12. So everything just like boiled down to me learning for myself of myself. Who actually am I? What are my roots? My roots from way back. I'm the only person in my family that's not. So I don't know. I don't know what's shaking me. What's shaking me? Ancestors. Mm, Definitely. I like That's that. That's what's guiding me. Yeah. Um, yes. I I would say I'm in a similar boat right now. I feel pretty disconnected to my roots. Trying to figure out a way I can kind of like, you know, pay homage to the people that came before me. Um, but, you know, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't think it's talked about in like global news or anything. And but I think there's like this disconnect. I'm from the Philippines, but there's a disconnect from the Filipinos there and the Filipinos in America. Um, and it seems like that gap is just widening. And for me, I'm like, you know, I know for me, I'm not trying to build build onto that gap. You know, I'm trying to try to close it together. It can't be done by one person. So for you, you know, you're talking about being guided by your ancestors and learning about yourself through you. Where did you start? You know, how, like how where where could I start? You know? Where could you start learning? Like, uh, like for you, did you, you know, try to learn more about the past or like learn from the people around you or, you know, yeah, in, in that sense? I would say um, my experience of curiosity is more extreme than the average person. But I don't know if that's the truth, but I think it is like very extreme. But my dad and I were kind of on that same level of curiosity when I was younger because I would always ask him, you know, 
where are we really from? Because I'm African-American, go figure. But um, that never sat right with me. I was like, no, are you sure? Like, no, this Mm. isn't it. And so me and my dad would explore that. And he would give me little hints because he always knew. But it's not based on like a DNA test or blood or nothing like that. It's based on intuitive knowledge that he found within himself. So he would give me little pieces as I grew older. Like he gave me this map of the Americas before it was the Americas. So it was at all like the trade lines where all the slaves came from. And it was just like a a rough draft of a map, basically. And I had this map for years. And it wasn't until uh, two years ago, I'm writing my senior thesis about West Africa, about Ghana, that I put all the pieces together for myself. And I remember I was writing it and I started crying. It was like 3 a.m. 3 a.m. I was writing because I write in the late hours and I just had this like huge whoa because all my life he had been giving me all of these hints. I had been getting them myself too. And I was like, all right, you know, I think this is where we're from. We're from Ghana. And it was a beautiful, beautiful thing to feel that and to know that because I remember reading the words in this article. If you are black at all, you have any black in you, Ghana is your home. Was in an article. Mm-hmm. I read that and it just like sent so much chills down my body, like confirmation in my spirit. Like, oh yeah, this is what you were searching for. This is the answer you wanted. And yeah, that just happened. Literally just happened. Yeah. That's 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 a great story. That's what's up. Uh yeah, it it feels good when that connection just clicks. Uh and I don't I haven't had that moment, I don't think. Well, I'm lying, but this is great. We're going to talk about the spirituality part right now. Um, I had a reading done by uh, this lady. She was also on the show, if you ever want to check out her um, her episode. But she she basically told me that my ancestors were trying to reach me and I had been ignoring them for a long time, which is true. Like this would connected for me. Like I never got to know my grandparents. They all kind of passed away before I was of age of like, oh, I want to know who they are. Um so that part of my life kind of just went over my head and I hadn't really thought about it. Um, so when this lady comes to me and tells me like, yo, like, what you doing? Like, I feel like you're, you tell me you haven't you never met your grandparents and I can feel like they're trying to reach you right now. Um, and that that's what kind of got a lot of things rolling for me as far as always feeling like now I have that that committee behind me. You know, like I have my grandparents on one side, my grandparents on another side and everybody else behind them. And it's a it's an interesting feeling, um, but for you, let me ask you about your spirituality. Uh, how's how's that guiding you? Versus maybe you know, I would say, do you consider religion and spirituality the same thing? Let me start there. No, absolutely no. not. Got you, got you. Uh, what's what's the difference for you? Um, so religion is more so like a group based thing you know it's kind of like the I don't like saying this because it's controversial but I was raised Christian and I felt like I didn't like that environment because it felt very culty I didn't like the control that was on it in terms of them saying I can't do this and that or God hates me I'm gonna go to hell I didn't get that growing up so I was like this sounds off I don't know what this is 
I always knew that I was a spiritual person because of the experiences I had when I was younger, which were very unique in terms of my peers. Hmm. So spirituality, everyone is spiritual, first of all. That's what I think. Um, because you come into the world and you're spiritual, you're a soul. And then you come into a body and then you're a bird. So you're a creation of your parents. That's already spiritual. Creation mm-hmm. in general, spiritual process. So yeah, I think a way of being in the world is spiritual. Religion is a practice. So that's the difference for me. I got you. But I got you. Spiritual practice too. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of well i mean i feel you i got beef with uh, religion as well just because I, I was raised catholic from k through eight went to a private school you know was getting religion classes and all that um and at a certain point yeah same similar thing i think it felt a little uh i didn't like how it felt like we were zombies in church you know everyone standing up sitting down same time saying the thing same things um and it never changed you know like year after year it was the same kind of thing um, so it, it really got me it was hard for me to get behind something like that where I felt like it wasn't it wasn't embracing our individual personalities and you know sharing that part of ourselves um, but yeah no I hear you I had another question about it but it, oh yes uh, so what do you think happens after all this after where we are right now after where we are right now um Honestly, I watched a TikTok that concerned me. <laughs> now it's like conspiracy theories. Like, I'm like, oh shit, so we never get to actually die? I don't well, know if I like that. What happened? What <laughs> happened? It was just saying how, it, it was just saying how, like, we just keep on coming back to Earth if we have lessons to learn. And you can go other places too, but it was mainly saying, like, a lot of people just come back to Earth back to earth learn their lessons so reincarnation i'll say i believe in reincarnation Mm. i believe that if there's things that need to be done someone has to do them and souls will come up and do them Mm. so yeah i don't actually think you know we brought in the ground and stuff but i was thinking about that and how the process of putting someone in a box into the soil and their body decomposing is actually a nice process because you're going back into the earth where you came from so I think that's cool because it's just going back into nature and that's the that's the root for sure nature. I um I, I I would tell people now like you know maybe you should just cremate me and then like so you don't have to go through the trouble of getting the box and doing all this extra mm-hmm. stuff just have me with some tree so I feel like my energies with that tree or in that area as well uh, I think it's for me it's I'm sticking to it's all about our energy and you know mm-hmm. like the energy that we carry so once we're moving on from from this part of our our journey that we're our energy is either left with the people that we've touched and we're you know continuing you know to go out in the universe at least you know fingers crossed that's that's just my view um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, I, I think it gives me some um some comfort to, to, to feel that way and i think that's what sometimes religion and maybe spirituality for some folks is is you know it's a comforting idea that allows us to allows to guide our lives you know um yeah. but yeah just a heads up we have about 10 15 minutes left in the podcast so i think we can do one more number here we go okay <laughs> everything good so far is it 
feeling it's been fun <laughs> no yeah i like this talk i'm really thinking awesome awesome i'm happy to hear uh so we got number 23 right after 22 and this one's a little i would say you know a little deeper but um what makes you feel vulnerable vulnerable so i'm a very vulnerable person in general i'm a pisces Mm. there it is it's your season it's your season (laughs) (laughs) and um vulnerability to me is my strength um Mm. i like to feel humanity in myself because our sources definitely try to take the vulnerability and away from black women so i definitely have stepped into that as an honorable thing and for me yeah it's always been my power so what it looks like for me is just being honest with my emotions sitting with them and not judging them and not allowing other people to influence the way i feel about myself when i am being vulnerable that was a hard thing to come to because when i was growing up i wasn't able to show emotions Mm -hmm. i was either being crazy or like I just can't act like this. Like, this is white kids' things. And that did hurt because I felt like a zombie. Like, I got numbed out a lot. And that wasn't working for me. Like, I can't just be numb. I have to feel things. As a fluid being, as a fish, I have to feel fluid in everything I'm feeling. So that has become my power. Definitely. Definitely motivated a lot of art motivated a lot of tough conversations it's got things going so instead of being stagnant and stuck and numb I was able to get these things out so I could move forward my relationships and my life and everything so vulnerability is power and if you're able to be vulnerable and stand in that you'll you'll get farther if you want to think so for sure uh do you think you know be, vulnerability being your strength is it uh is it like fearless now for you to feel vulnerable like is this you, you could be out there and just be like you know let it like let me be me or go ahead oh i see you shaking your head so it's not fearless <laughs> no i wish it was that's but it's more so like i'm not gonna be quick to suppress myself I'm not going to be quick to, you know, say like, all right, well, I need to smoke. I got some, I got drink some. I'm not quick to do that. I'm quick to say, you know, let me just sit down and feel this out. And let me just actually talk about this. Let me stop running from this. So it's actually getting to fear, looking it in its face and just saying, okay, talk about it. But that's, that's for me, hard. it's not being <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. That is hard. I think that is still something I'm, I'm trying to deal with. I think right now I'm figuring out what kind of fear I like to overcome. And there's still, fe- I have fears that I'm like, oh, I'm not ready to deal with that yet. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe in a couple of years, but yeah, no, I mean, vulnerability is interesting. Like it, it relates to that question earlier about, you know, having walls up and, you know, why we have walls. Um, I, I think I try to work, I, I work with students um in a high school right now and like right now it's really interesting to see how covid has kind of 
you know, just change the game for schools and how kids are kind of like, you know, what we want to run what school looks like. I don't know if you've heard those stories before, but that's what's happening right now is that kids are like the old way is, is that you changed that for us. So now that we're back, it's never going to be the same. Don't try to make me do what we were doing before. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to connect with these kids because um, I can see like because of covid and because of how much i guess time everyone spent at home and had that time to reflect and change their habits and change themselves that these i mean i don't know about you but when i was in high school i was not into that my mind was not thinking about like these deep changes and you know going through a transformation um but it was kind of like was forced upon these kids right so now like being back in a social area I, i could uh i feel like i can see that you know they want to they want to get out of themselves because i think as kids it's easier to i don't know would you agree that it's easier to be open as a kid than it is in a, as an adult or was that is that different well, yeah what grades what grades are we talking about i'm in high school so it's 14 to 18 year olds right now <laughs> to be open. <laughs> there's bullying going on <laughs> no yeah so so you, you feel me it's a it's hard but i i'm an optimist i like to think that you know if 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 there's a way i can find a way to figure it out um but yeah vulnerability in this new age i think i think it's gonna be good for the kids to kind of like you know go through this and maybe come out better than than we did i'm a lot older than you are so i think i'm speaking for two different generations but yeah i definitely can feel it you're not older than me you're like four years older (laughs) Yeah, that's okay okay i mean i'm not i'm not sure i'm i was 1990 i'll tell you that i was born in 1990 so <laughs> uh but yeah anyways we uh we made it to the to the final part of the podcast the closeout questions um but before we get there i want to do this exercise with you it's called um the 34th mantra you familiar with mantras yeah yes so uh, we, I have a phrase for you to to basically say to yourself. So this next screen, I'm gonna um, put you on, and I'm gonna tell you it's gonna be another blooper because I forgot to set it up beforehand. But um, it's I am, I can, I will. That's the phrase, and I just want you to fill in those blanks. I am blank, I can blank, I will blank. So let me get you over there. See black screen. I, I think you can see <laughs> see the mess up. But uh, boom, there you are. And uh, go ahead, fill out that uh, that phrase. I am powerful. I can do anything, and I will be successful. For sure. Now you have yourself a little reminder. If you ever forget, this is a, a message from you to you. You know, someday in the future. Thank you for participating. I appreciate this. All right. So, moving on to the closeout questions. This next one is a, it's like a little shout out question. Um, you don't have to name names, but who would you say has been the biggest mentor in your life? Mentor, um, I'd probably say my friend's son. Yeah, they have been a rock for me. And we don't really get to see each other in the physical, but we have kind of like a long distance friendship right now. But there's someone I can talk to about spiritual things. Because I'm thinking about spiritual things all the time, and some people don't get, <laughs> I need that. You know what I mean? I really need that. So they've definitely been a rock for me. Appreciate them. That's what's up. And his son? Shout out to son. <laughs> yep. 
All right. And then moving on to the next question, which is from my previous guest. So shout out to Georgie. Georgie's question for you is, where would you like to be in one year? to be ooh, hard mm. I'd say I'd like to be on a stage singing my music yeah how about that I would like to do that speak it into existence right um, that'd be dope that'd be dope her follow up question though she had a part two to this and it is how would you feel if you didn't get there Um, I would feel like I wasted some more time mm. but like you said sometimes you just gotta keep experiencing so you know it'll, it'll get you there trust me I, this is this this is what i say to myself <laughs> so, i've been there i've been there um all right the next question is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions would like to ask what's um something that inspired you to keep going like mm. deeply inspired to make a big life change what's something that's inspired you to make a big life change i'm just writing yes. it down yeah to make a big life gotcha i know you said you were more used to asking people questions um you have a random one you could throw at me right now i'm just i'm in i'm in the mood to answer a question <laughs> mm, okay what is something you do when you're really stressed out to kind of balance yourself out? I don't know if I could say that on the podcast, but um, let me think. <laughs> I would say, you know, I like driving. You know, I feel like if it was a very, very stressful moment, um, I think I could I would get in the car and listen to like my my sad jams you know just to to get me through it but i think it's because it makes me feel a little bit in control you know like if life is feeling out of control or there's nothing i can do at least i can tell myself i can get myself from this point to this point in a car you know and sometimes it's solo rides so you know you can you can have that that space for yourself um but yeah that, that's a good one i think I'm, i'll add that one <laughs> to the list at some point um but yeah that's that's interesting yeah have me reflect on that thank you for that and then my last question for you the question that ties everything together is you know 100 years from now your descendants are watching this video what would you like to tell them tell them that the world is in a way better place and everyone is proud of you being here Mm. sure I got you any uh, any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here? Well, I'm just grateful for this. I feel very happy with how the conversation went. And I feel like this is something I needed. Because, uh, yeah, low-key, I've been going through it. <laughs> but day by day, taking things day by day. And I was like, who is this person? You know what? I'm going to beat this. I like what this is. <laughs> this sounds like a cool project. I'm going to do this. This is fun. And it turned out to be a really reflective healing process for me. Now I feel like I'm going to go write something. <laughs> that's that, that's super awesome to hear. Um, and yeah, thank you for for taking the chance to be on this podcast. I know I'm always thinking what people are like thinking about when I send them, you know, my little spiel in the beginning. Uh, I know maybe some people don't take it seriously, but I'm glad it's speaking to the people that I think 
are open to it you know because then we do have these great conversations and it doesn't feel like i'm trying i'm like prying into somebody that doesn't want to be here um so yeah thank you for for coming on i think we had a great conversation if you're open to it maybe in one year i can have you back on maybe you got on the stage maybe you haven't um but it'd be i think it'd be cool to just have that that yearly you know check-in and for you to kind of see your growth maybe not now but in 10 years or so whenever um this is really just for you and the the people that care about you to see you know where you're at you know gender journal energy but um yeah before you go where can people find your stuff as far as like do you have any songs on youtube yet or yeah go ahead i have a SoundCloud, um <clears throat> but if you want to find all my stuff uh, all my art it's going to be my blog so my blog is actually called spiritually ajar which is a j-a-r dot blog so i have everything on there so my music my art because i do everything um yeah i'm one of those people that has like adhd with art and i can't keep my hands out of anything so yeah, i'll be doing all types of stuff i like to think that that means you got vision you know like you can see anything and be like it could be more than that and then you know you try to go into that project i hear you I hear you and I could tell you it's, it's it's been super painful for me because I always leave stuff unfinished um but I think you know once you for me I think I found my my art piece that I want to continue with and like stay consistent with and I think that'll come for you too um but don't give up because I feel like it took me especially during quarantine I was doing every like different art project and you know just trying to find out like what what you know my soul was being drawn to so do what you need to do to, to to find out for yourself as well um but thank you ashante for for coming by um i want to thank all the folks out there if you were listening on spot spotify or watching on youtube definitely appreciate your time as well remember to like subscribe share if you're enjoying the content um remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions peace and then it uh, fades away from there. <laughs> <laughs>